Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard. And the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. You guys, I'm so excited for today's guest, Madison Brown with two D's from Dynasty on CW and also just from like the life, the world and just a lovely human being all around. Madison, hi. Thank you for coming. Hi. Thank you. I appreciate the uh, specificity of the two D's because you know who else spells the name of two D's? <gasps> Madison um, Bear? No, I was going to say Addison Ray. Oh. <laughs> who's, who was just on the podcast. Oh my God. I know. So, well, at least, like, you didn't come right after Addison Ray. Like, at least there was, like, me. There was a buffer. And then, like, yeah. There was a buffer. There was a buffer. We have one Um, more Addison. Yay. First of all, Madison, if you can't tell, she's Australian. And I just feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm really saying this, I feel like Australians are just so awesome. And, like, if it wasn't so far away... No, really, like all my Australian followers are always like the nicest people with the nicest comments and like get like the sarcastic sense of humor really well. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Australians are very sarcastic. And that's something I really had to um, adjust to. Like I've been working in the States since I was 16 because I was a model. I was a teen model. And so I used to live in New York when I was 16. And one of the first things that my agents in Sydney said to me, because I've always been like, I don't know, especially as a teenager and a model, I was a little sass pot. Um, and they would always tell me like, Americans just don't understand Australian humor. Like you have to be very aware of what you say and how it comes across. And that's still something I have to adjust to. And it's funny because I was, I didn't go home since January, 2020, like because of COVID and all the border closures and everything. So it's been so long since I've been back to Australia and I was just there for three weeks. And I remember being like, 
Yeah, Australians are really sarcastic. Like I've forgotten because I have, I, I feel so American now because I've just been here for so long without a break. I used to go home every few months, but it was like, I noticed it for the first time. And I was like, oh, I get what people in America are saying because Americans are so not like this. They're so not like dry and sarcastic They don't like that. get it. They don't. No. They don't get it. But Madison, you are from Australia. You came here at the age of 16 by yourself. That's wild. Yeah. Well, my first couple of trips, my mom came with me. Then after that, I was in New York a lot on my own. I went to Paris alone. I went to London alone. You know, I did all the... I did. I did a lot of flying around on my own and going places on my own, which is crazy because now I hate being alone. But I think that's a result of like being so independent and on my own all the time. And, you know, like all of my friends, were like in high school, you know, finishing school and I was like getting on another plane mm. alone and like going to a job alone. And so I feel like as an adult, I've gone like the other way where I'm like, I hate being alone. Like I need my dog with me. I need a friend with me. Like I hate flying alone. Uh, but yeah, I lived in New York and I was in New York on my own. And um, it's pretty crazy to think about, like just being so young and here alone. It's like a lot. Lived in New York on your own from 16, like around then? Yeah, like on and off. On Like I would come for work for a few months and I'd go back to Australia for a couple of months and I'd come for work for a few months. And that's kind of, that's a, that's the life of a model. That's the life of a model. And then did you know when you were modeling that like you wanted to get into acting? I actually started acting when I was five. So I had always wanted to be an actor and I actually, I randomly started modeling because I was like a really tall teenager and my like child acting agent at the time was like, she's very tall. It's too hard to like, cause you go for auditions when you're like 10 and like all the other kids look, you know, a lot younger than 10 cause they're a normal 10 year old. Whereas, you know, me at 11, 12, I was like five foot eight. <laughs> so I was like a lot taller than all the other kids. So it was like hard to like, you know, book me for auditions and stuff when I tower over all the other kids. So when I was 13, my acting agent was like, maybe you should submit her for a modeling competition so that it is like good for her confidence because she's very tall. She might really enjoy it. And so like I, I entered the modeling competition. And that's how I started modeling. So I started modeling when I was 13, but I always wanted to do acting. And so always in my mind, I was like, when I'm 25 and I'm too old to model, I'll go back to acting. But it just happened uh, on a different timeline. It happened when I was like 17 instead of at 25. So you got dynasty when you were in 2018, right? When I was 21, I got dynasty. Was that super exciting to get on like a show? It was, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into because I was so green. Like I didn't know. I just, I didn't know what it was like to shoot a TV show or anything like that. And it's a 22 episode show so we do 22 episodes a season which is like nine ten months and when I got the show I was like oh it was like June I was like oh I'll be home by Christmas and then I uh I got to the first cast dinner and I was talking to one of my co-stars Sam Adegoke he plays Jeff Colby on the show and I was like yeah I'll be home in like five months like he's like no no you're gonna be here for like a year and I was like what are you talking about he's like yeah it's a, it's a 10 month shoot and I was like oh uh, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then, you know, three something years later, I'm still there. In Atlanta filming. In Atlanta, yeah. Do you like it? I do. Atlanta's a cool place to live. I, uh, it took a minute to grow on me because I was in Sydney and I was like going to the beach every day and like, you know, just living life. But then Atlanta doesn't have a beach or anything like that. And being Australian, that was hard to adjust to. But I really like it now. I've come to really appreciate it. There's a really good restaurant scene. It's like a small city, so it's very easy to get around. And 
I don't know. I like Atlanta. I don't mind. I miss it when I'm away. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to oh, go back really? to my little Atlanta life. Yeah, it's just very cozy. Atlanta's a very cozy city. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of worse places you could end up for a long time shooting right. a show. Atlanta has like some really gorgeous neighborhoods and a really great food scene, bar scene, like nightlife, that kind of thing. It's like a, um, I say it's like the New York of the South. Like it's like of the South, of the Southeast, like of all those little inland cities, I think Atlanta is the most, has the most sprinkle of New York in it, if that makes sense. So how many years has it been already? Like uh, three. Three, yeah. Three of living in Atlanta. July 2018, yeah. People don't realize, and I, you know who I was talking to? Australian actress Claire Holt, also Australian, also so cute. Yes. So she, she, when she told me about like acting that every show like that, because she was also on like Vampire Diaries, that it's like, yeah. people think it's like, you know, you're just like living life. You go to shoot, you come home, like literally like you uproot your life. You're living on a location, which like, thank God you love, but it could be also like you said, like random and your friends aren't there. Like you probably make new friends. I mean, my friends aren't there. Like I'm friends with people on the show, but I have like one friend and her family that I'm friends with. And they like basically adopted me last year during the pandemic because I couldn't see my family. Like I spent Christmas with them. Mm-hmm. I did, I think I did Thanksgiving with them. We went away together for new year's. Like they like literally took me in as one of their own, which was so How amazing. How did you meet but, yeah, her? Like, like in Atlanta, like native? We met years ago when I was living in LA when I was like 18 for oh. another friend. Oh, cool. But yeah. your castmates become like your. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, like how much you were missing home throughout this whole pandemic and like not being able to go. And then you finally go and you have the worst flight of your fucking life. Oh, my God, that was so insane. I already had a fear of flying. And then that flight was like you gave I, me such anxiety telling the story. I'm so sorry. I have like um, anti anxiety meds now and I have air sickness, like motion sickness meds. It was like the craziest thing I've ever experienced, like for for the listeners who don't know because I don't think I posted you it didn't on my post Instagram. it no 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 you didn't basically I had this flight from Dubai to Sydney to get home finally after not seeing my family for a year and eight months or whatever it was and I kind of have a fear of flying already so like my adrenaline was pumping and it's like a 14 hour flight and you're going from Dubai to Sydney you're going over the Indian Ocean and it's monsoon season so the turbulence was like unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I've been a frequent flyer since I was 16. So I've done a lot of flying. I've done a lot of long haul flying because I'm Australian. I've done a lot of flights to and from Europe and things like that. Never in my life have I experienced the turbulence that we had. Did they warn you? Like, did they say no, like, no? no. That's the thing. It doesn't make you feel better when the pilot's like, hi guys, we're going to be going through a rough patch. No, because then I expect it to get worse. Like when the pilot says like, Hey guys, buckle up. I start having a panic attack because I'm like, oh my God, if the pilot's telling us, you know, it's really but bad. But if the pilot doesn't say anything, you're like, we're going down. Like something's No, wrong. if the pilot doesn't say anything, I'm like, everything is fine. <laughs> like the pilot will only come on when he feels like, like I, just for, as an example, oh my God, I'm getting so off track, but let me finish the first flight yeah. story. So we basically hit turbulence for like three and a half four hours straight and it wasn't like turbulence where it was like g-force it was literally like you were inside a washing machine and you were just like doing this like shaking the whole flight and I hadn't really slept because I had to fly a weird way to get home and I just was like oh no oh no I feel sick oh no I'm gonna vomit and then I just couldn't stop vomiting for like nine hours because it was a 13 hour flight and this was about I'd been asleep and the turbulence woke me up and it was like literally two hours of being shaken around like 
not even able to like have a drink because it would just splash all over you. Like the fire attendants couldn't get up. They had to be in their jump seats. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to throw up. And then I just did not stop vomiting. And I didn't sleep. I hadn't slept in like two days because of all the layovers that I had to get home. And then I spent like this whole flight throwing up. Oh my God, Madison, were you scared to get on the flight back? (sighs) Oh yeah, I cried. Like I couldn't stop crying. I was like in the flight and there was like, I think only like 40 people on my flight out because you can't like leave Australia either. So like I had to get like a lawyer to like get my visa to leave the country even though like I'm a US citizen I've been in America full-time for three years I still had to like get someone to like get me a visa to leave but there was literally like 40 people on my flight out and I just like we took off and it was smooth like turbulence forecast no turbulence at all like smooth smooth and I just like burst into tears and I just could not stop crying so one of the flight attendants got the captain to come down and talk to me and like he came down and spoke to me for like half an hour and he showed me his iPad with like the full radar and like showed me the route and like explained everything to me and Aww. was like, Hey, we're going to hit a bit of turbulence over Hawaii. I know shout out to Delta. It was literally like his name was Ray. And then at some point they changed and he was flying the plane and he said to the flight attendant, Oh my God, I feel pressure. Like I don't want to upset Madison. Can't hit any turbulence. So that made me feel that a lot does, better. That does. I know somebody that every flight goes to the cockpit and is like, what's the weather? What route are you taking? I don't know how she does it how she like just bursts in there because I was like, how can you do that? She's like, I literally just go and I make them tell me what route they're taking, what the weather is going to be like. But yeah, flying. I mean, I know this is so fucked up, but like everyone knows it because I live my life through like celebrity gossip and pop culture and shit. Like when I'm flying, I'm like, Kendall Jenner has to do this all the time. Like it makes me feel better knowing that like celebrities and and models on private planes they are much smaller than the commercial planes we fly well, on duh, like yeah. i used to make a joke all the time like oh i want to like i want to fly private i hate flying commercial and then after i had a couple of really turbulent flights especially that one from dubai sydney i was like i am never getting on a private plane i have never done it i, I don't know how they always look ever, so ever. chill like they're always just like hey guys like chilling the kids are like on the ipads and i'm like even Travis no, Barker's be... first flight was on private, but they were on the Kylie Global she Express. Has a big plane, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a but little tiny. Still, plane. I don't know. Like I started, I have OCD, like diagnosed clinical OCD, and obviously anxiety. So, like when I get fixated on something that I'm scared of, I like I can't let it go. And it's like it's been a different thing. Basically, every year it's a new thing, and like the last few months, it's been flying. Yeah, which is very inconvenient for you. Yeah. I have to fly for work. Yeah. So I started like looking for like air crash investigations and all this stuff. And that's why I started crying when we were like flying out from Sydney because I was like, I'm on this plane for 13 hours. I'm alone. Like, what if we go down? Like, I was like, I, I know I'm going to like crash into the Pacific Ocean and die and no one's ever going to find my body. Like, that's oh my God, that's Madison. going through my head. And so it made me feel good though when the captain came down and spoke to me because Every time I'm on a plane now, I'm like, it's Ray flying the plane. Like, just imagine it's Ray. <laughs> and that makes me feel better. I'm like, I met one of the captains. Yeah. Like, he has 30 years of flying experience. Like, everyone on my flight was amazing. And shout out to Delta because they really, like, this is not an ad for Delta, but like, kind of maybe it should be because they really went the extra mile to make me feel so comfortable. Like, all the flight are coming down. Like, how are you feeling? So you guys, like, if you, you need want to drink? the captain to reassure you, start hyperventilating, crying, and crying, and look like Madison Brown. And then maybe the captain <laughs> will come. But you know what I think? I think I know this is getting, but I'm just saying, like, with fears, well, I think if as an anxious person as well, like, you know, like, 
I feel like the ultimate fear is dying, right? Like the ultimate bottom line fear is like death. Like everything that's like you're scared of it. Like, why are you scared? Because you might die. So I feel like if I like die alone at that, like on a plane alone, like I honestly think a plane crash is probably the worst way to go. Like if we're going to start digging into it, I think it's I think it's yeah, I think it's the worst way to go because, you know, and like, but I feel like if you're a person and there are a lot of people like that, like I feel like Kim Kardashian is like that because she's like she's not scared of like like Stassi from Vanderpump Rules. Like a lot of people are like into like they're not scared of death. You know what I mean? I feel like once you're not scared of death. Like you, you're, you're just good to do anything. You're like, whatever, worst case scenario. Anyway, I wish I could be one of those people. I'm scared of fucking everything. I never used to be scared of flying. And it's just it's because you got, a real you got older, you know, because when you're young, I used to fly when I was like 14. Also, like get on a plane to Israel 12 hours by myself. Like, love it. Actually, I used to see planes in the sky and be like, oh, my God, why am I not on a plane? Yo, I used to do like one time I did. LA to Sydney and I was in Sydney for like a week and then I went Sydney to Paris and I was in Paris for four days and then back to Sydney and then back to LA all like all that in two weeks and I was chilling 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 no problem didn't even have a single drink on any of the flights and was fine and was it and then you had to quarantine for how many days in Australia like 10 days no two weeks 14 (gasps) but I really enjoyed it I don't know what that says about me I just let me say this day three and four I was done I was like being such a bitch. I was like, I hate it. I never want to do this again. I was, but then after on day five, I woke up and I was like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Like, and then I really enjoyed it. I watched three seasons of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> and that's basically all I did. But it was fun. I think I, I just got off shooting season four, which is wrapped like a week and a half earlier. And uh, I just think I really enjoyed just not having to go anywhere, not having to be anywhere, not having, it's just, you know, eating and FaceTime my family and just chilling all day. And I was doing Pilates as well in my hotel room, which made me feel amazing. And yeah, I, I, I didn't have the worst time. I wouldn't do it again. Like don't recommend it, but yeah. it wasn't that bad. You guys, the way to go with furniture, modern living furniture is article. We all know it. We all love it. I know a lot of you guys have been following me through Couchgate when I got an awful couch from some store I won't name and then needed to return it and then needed a quick delivery of a couch, something good, something I can trust will be amazing and something that offers a 30-day return policy um, in case I don't. And that is article. Like they have just the chicest stuff, especially for city living, like a New York City apartment vibes. Like everything is super modern, super cutting edge, super chic. And I just love it. My couch is from Article. I have a freaking chic bench, a Bukali bench in my entryway from Article. The rocking chair in Noah's room is from Article. My dining room table is from Article. So they legit have amazing stuff. They have affordable pricing. They have delivery service that makes sense and isn't like 25 weeks ahead like other stores. It's just amazing, you guys. They have fair prices. They're inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. Anyway, you guys, Article is the way to go. If you're looking for furniture, you don't want to go to a store, you want to order it, and you want to have the option that if you don't like it, um, you can return it in 30 days. It was a very important for me 
that they had that option. But literally, Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. And they're offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash not skinny and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash not skinny to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift. From art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone, you can FrameBridge just about anything. Here's how it works. You go to FrameBridge.com, you upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You preview your item online in uh, dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You choose your favorite or you get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code NOTSKINNY. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person. If you're in New York, DC, Atlanta, or Philly, um, you guys, I framebridged three photos already, obviously, of Noah. (laughs) And it was so easy. I uploaded it from my phone, literally just clicked, uploaded, chose a frame, checked out here it came. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. I love it. And I'm sure I'm going to be using this service a lot in the future when there are those photos that you're like, this is frameable, but you're not going to do it. Like if you have to literally like go to a store and like, you know, you're not going to do it. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code not skinny to save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code not skinny, framebridge.com, promo code not skinny. I don't think that people know this about you, but Madison is really into like pop culture also, right? Yeah, I am like very into it. Someone was like making fun of me for watching three seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in quarantine. They were like, oh, that's like very you like watch trashy TV. And I was like, yeah, guess what? It is. And I'm still smart and I'm still successful. So shut up because I like pop culture. Doesn't make, I hate when people But it's like, not oh, like that anymore. Like, uh, okay, if people say that I now, I hate that. They're not with the times. I went on a podcast yesterday and they were like asking me about obviously my like the shit I'm into and I was just like I used to be embarrassed too. Like my sister went to school for pre-med. She like volunteered in Africa. Like no joke and I'm like um Star Magazine. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever it was back in the day. And um she used to make fun of me all the time. Be like you're superficial, you're shallow. But today I feel like it's become such a widespread thing. Like celebrities love this shit more than fucking anyone even. And smart people love this shit. And it doesn't mean anything about you. And, you know, it's escapism. It's fun. It's entertainment. I think that's the thing. Like I, I love watching reality TV. I think because I work on a TV show now and like, just as an example, um, my sister loves Gossip Girl, loves it, is always watching Gossip Girl. And I was watching it with her one day and they were shooting this, it was this huge Thanksgiving scene and there was like nine of the characters and there was, and I was just like, it was like a, probably Wait, like a three was scene. this the scene with Army Hammer? No, no, no. It was like season five. It was later in the show, but my sister was watching it and I was just sitting there and I was like, all I could think about was like, oh my God, 
how many days were they shooting this scene for? Like, I'm looking at all the different directions. Like, all of the characters have dialogue. They all need their own shot. Like, this is none of this is done cross coverage. You can't shoot it like that. And I was just like literally having just anxiety thinking about. And my sister was like, "Can you stop? Like, you're ruining TV for me." And I was like, "No, TV is ruined for me after working on a TV show. Like, especially a show like Doctor Girl or Dynasty, where it's like kind of soapy and there's like a lot of characters like." I was just, I can't watch that stuff anymore because all I can think about is like, how long were they shooting the scene for? Like, I, I just know, like I'm looking at coverage of this actor and they're on hour 13 of this day and they are fucking over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I can't enjoy TV shows like that in the same way anymore. And I think that's why I love reality TV mm. so much because I can really like zone out. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't occur to me that half the stuff that happens in reality TV is like a scripted storyline that's set up by the producers. I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is fun. I have no idea how this works. I have no idea what goes on behind the scenes and I can just enjoy it, you know? I mean, that's the thing. It's like escapism at its fucking finest. And because a lot of shows on TV, well, maybe not Dynasty, but I don't know, Handmaid's Tale. Like, I'm not leaving that show feeling good. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I'm like, I had to stop watching it. No, and I have to be very careful. I started watching Breaking Bad last year at the start of the pandemic and I started having like really intense Breaking Bad themed nightmares. (laughs) And so I had to stop watching it because I was like, I, I'm alone. It's a pandemic. My family is far away. I'm alone in my apartment with no one but my dog. And all I'm thinking about is like the fucked up shit that's happening on Breaking Bad. And I have to stop watching it. Like I have to, I have to keep it light. Like, yeah. I have to keep it comedy, light, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, I don't think there's any shame in that game anymore because legit, like everyone watches Real Housewives. Like they, like, I don't know. I mean, People aren't into Chrissy Teigen anymore. Beyonce but. watches Real Housewives. Like, if Beyonce who put up watches. Oh, Rihanna put up. Uh, yeah, she watches Ramona. She fucking put up like Ramona in her caption. She's like, "Sup, Ramona." Like, yeah, everybody does. And you know what? If you don't, then you're not cool because it's the cool thing to be doing. Okay, if we it's also fucking not that it. you're not cool if you're not watching it. It's just not cool to like put other people down. Like, yeah. I'm not making fun of you for like you know whatever cool like cerebral book you're reading don't make fun of me watching below deck mediterranean every day like (laughs) i don't want to hear it i just don't want to hear it so so no shame in your game madison but can Mm -hmm. we talk a little bit about some stuff that's going on right now are you down yeah let's discuss let's unpack okay i have some thoughts too by the way like post met gala i'm gonna pitch something to you and i'll see how you feel about it okay do you want to start no, well, maybe it'll come up. Okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. So, first of all, Kylie Baby, uh, she debuted Kylie uh. Baby yesterday, which, like, I know this is such a weird thing to think, but all I could think about is, like, I can't get over the fact that she, like, just patents her name and, like, the thing. You know, like, Kylie Swim. I know, Swim, I saw you Kylie were, like, Baby. Michelle, would, would Michelle Baby do as well? Like, and by the way, I, I got a lot of Michelle's in my DMs being, like, girl, I'm Michelle, and I agree with you. It wouldn't be a thing. Like, like no way. It's just so funny to me. Like she's now the most followed woman on Instagram. Yeah. And I just, again, like those people that make fun of like reality TV and pop culture. I'm like, well, like it, it's the world that we live in. It's now. the world that we live in. And if you want to make fun of Kylie, then like fucking she doesn't give a fuck because she's a billionaire. No. I mean, do I think she doesn't need like thousands? Of, like I'm lazier probably. So like I, if I was a billionaire, I'd be like, cool, like made billions. I'm, I'm good. She's like Kylie Swim. Like, how much money? Like, are you getting massively rich off like a seven piece swimsuit line? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe also it's not for everybody. You guys, it's legit like nipple covers. 
I am. It's for I did her friends. She looks amazing. In she looks photos. amazing, but I feel like it's for her friends. Like, I'm not sure it's for like, you know, I think when you stuff. have that much capital, it's just about like getting your foot in the door in certain markets and also like expanding your own horizons for yourself. Like yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure Kylie's happy just doing makeup, but maybe she's like, yeah, I want to have a swimsuit line. Like maybe she wants to do a fashion show like Rihanna's doing with Fenty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe she's just like, she has all this. I mean, if I had that much money, I'd be like, yeah. And influence as well, where it's like, it's guaranteed. It's not going to flop. Like it's never going right. to flop. It's never, it doesn't matter what she sells. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Even though I, don't I think know, it's I just will- more like fun for her. You know, so you don't get bored. You need a purpose in life, even if you're a billionaire and you have that much money. Like your purpose, you know, when you're someone that enjoys working like I do, I don't think I would be very happy just like chilling at home, like nothing to do, just going on vacations. I think sounds fun in theory, but I think in reality, a lot of us would probably get bored living life that way. And so, yeah, fuck yeah. If I had her money and her influence, I'd be like, yeah, here's my swimsuit line. Here's my 10 linen t-shirts that all look the same, but buy them. The swimsuit line came out like, I don't know, four days ago. And uh, she debuted like Kylie baby yesterday. And a lot of people are thinking that because she wore a blue dress that that she's having a boy. What do you think? I have no idea. I really can't get a sense for these things unless like I, it's like my friend and I've been with them and then I can be like, it's a boy, it's a girl. And then I can kind of tell, but I really have no idea. I don't think she would be like blue dress. Maybe she doesn't know. Yeah. Also, maybe she doesn't know. Could be that she maybe she's know. not dropping hints. Maybe well, she first of all, know. she put. Well, people are take it too far because the bottle is like a gradient of blue. Yeah, and pink. it's ombre or and, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, because like boy and girl, like that doesn't mean she has yeah. a girl and she's having a boy, but she was wearing a blue dress. Yeah. And like honestly, I wouldn't be mad if I was sent the the press package. Like I'm not sure I'm her favorite sister, but I wouldn't be mad. Maybe you could message Courtney. but like it's so funny I I just can't I because of my like cynical like self like when I hear Mm -hmm. being like and it was so important to me that it's vegan and I'm just like it was so important to you that I don't know it makes me laugh a little bit but obviously like for our babies we want the best stuff you know so yeah I honestly I want some from my sisters because they both just had babies so I really want some I feel like that's a good how to get my hands on it I feel like that's a good like baby shower gift because it's like funny also you know what I mean you're like I'm bringing you Kylie fucking baby like I feel like that's a vibe you guys so if you're listening and you need an idea like I feel like that's a good idea did you see that I posted Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy Yes, I'm obsessed with how obsessed you are with them. I, I get weird. I'm so weird. Like, honestly, guys, I don't even, like, follow Joe Coy. Like, I remember he was on Ch- Chelsea um, tonight or Chelsea lately. Like, back in the day, he was on the panel. But all of a sudden, yeah. when I found out they're together and she's in love because she's such a, like, cynic and she's so, like, yeah, you know, she wrote so many books about, like, my yeah. horizontal life and just fucking around yeah. and, you know, dating 50 Cent and shit. Sometimes monogamy gets ya. So it just Sometimes got her, you know, it's up from behind and it grabs you and you go, oh, shit, I really want to be with one person now. Fuck. When did that happen? But did you it's see really how cool sweet. they are? They like literally do shrooms all day. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> They're like literally living life. And I feel by the way, Madison, I'm not the only one obsessed like everyone because a we no, were I late. think everyone's very happy for her. Yeah. And it's cool. They like friends. They've known each other for a long time. It's not just like a you know, a fling that's like going to burn out and they're strangers that just have like really hot sex. Like yeah. other couples in the media right now. I don't know. 
Even though Kravis, I mean, they were friends also, but still. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Kravis. Oh, we're talking about MGKMF. You would love to. Would you rather thruple with MGKMF or with Kravis? I would rather thruple with uh, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravis. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, you got to. I feel like this is what I was going to bring up. Like, I feel like there's two types of people in the world. There's like the Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox people and then there's the zoe enchanting people and i fancy myself more of a zoe enchanting people and i was actually talking about this the other day with one of the dynasty producers we were like dming about it and she was like i just feel like everyone knows what megan fox and machine gun kelly look like when they're having sex and i'm like absolutely everyone can picture it like they lick each other's tongues in public like everyone knows the comments that like they were like fucking on the table in the airbnb and all that stuff right but like zoe and channing you don't know very discreet but i bet they have like a pot, you know what I mean? And also, don't you think though, she, he's hot, right? Channing is hot, but she elevates his hotness for sure. I mean, I just, I just <laughs> like that they're both just like two mutually really hot people. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, hanging out in Williamsburg, like Williamsburg. riding bike ground. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like she's Williamsburg and he's not, but she like made him Williamsburg. I don't think she cares. I think she's just like, you're hot. Let's like, you're hot. You make me laugh. Oh my god! Him holding her purse at the fucking Met Gala, like no, can he you? He looks so good at the moment. He looks so good at the moment. He was like, I think, honestly, one of my OG childhood crushes because, like, she's the man and step up and all that stuff. He was like the oh, he's he's. I remember actually my first trip to New York. One of my friends and I, when I was a model, we were sixteen. There was a movie premiere outside my hotel. It wasn't for Magic Mike. It was for something else. I can't remember what, but he was there. And we were like, oh, Channing Tatum, we have to go down. Like we went and like saw him walk the red carpet. So did I you watch like, Dear John. Was- you guys watch Dear John. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, and The Vow and The Vow with uh, Rachel McAdams. Those are movies, you guys, that like, you're just like, you're like, I love love. Like they never leave you. The Notebook, I cry hysterically every time. Every fucking time. Like every fucking time. Even time. when it starts Lose with the mind. old people. I'm like, I know it's going to happen. And I like start crying yeah. then, you know, I still, it still, you know, tugs at my heartstrings, but yeah, I'm just so happy for Channing. As I well. know. I, I hope they, they both are just like, I hope they, they make it work. Dear women everywhere. Let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with bod equality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it. Have you ever seen something you loved and thought it was straight up rude that it wasn't made in your size? Old Navy heard you. Every single one of their women's styles is now made in the full size range. You wanted clothes made to fit on real women's bodies and Old Navy heard you. They spent years listening, studying, modeling, testing, refining, and perfecting so that you and women everywhere can have amazing fashion that celebrates each of us as we are. You guys, body quality means it now in every store. You're going to see mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you're going to see the styles you love on models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. It means a consistent and comfortable fit for every size, double zero through 30, extra small through 4X. You guys, so excited to be part of this campaign. Old Navy, first of all, they have the cutest stuff, super high quality, love their loungewear. And I love that every one of their styles fits everybody and fits it well. It just 
blows me away. Their jeans, like you're going to try them. You're going to be shocked. You're going to be like, oh my God, usually I wear jeans and it's, you know, smaller on me on the waist and bigger. No, they're literally made for every body type. And it's just so refreshing to go in a store, see all the sizes, see mannequins that look like you go online, see women that look like you in the clothes. That's what models should be. They should look like all of us. So that's body quality. You guys are revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash body quality for additional details, styles subject to availability. Okay, you guys, you know what the first thing I did when I started not skinny but not fat? I was like, oh my God, I need to check if the domain is taken. And I went to Squarespace and I bought the domain not skinny but not fat. Thank the freaking Lord that it was available. So if you guys have any idea of a business or a blog or a podcast or something, you should check out now that that domain is available and you know, give a, give a run to starting your own website on Squarespace. It's literally an all-in-one interface for domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics. Squarespace is legit all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. You're going to feel so tech savvy. You can tell your mom, your mom will be shocked, literally think you're a hacker. Like you built your own website. Like, are you an engineer? Like that's (laughs) our parents are always in awe of our um, technical abilities, but literally Squarespace makes it so easy that anyone can freaking do it. So they also have everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You can start with a design template. You can drag and drop tools to make it your own. And you have the ability to customize the look and feel settings, products, and everything with just a few clicks. All the websites are optimized for mobile. And when you create a website with Squarespace, you get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. So Squarespace is definitely the way to go to get your domain, start your website today. Head to squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use the offer code not skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So go to squarespace.com slash not skinny for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code not skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, back to the Kardashian family for a second, because I was talking about this like yesterday. And by the way, you guys, I'm not fucking lying. Kim and Courtney saw my story about this. And I was like, I need to ignore the fact that they like see because then I can't. I know I was wondering if that like that would make me. I'm like, stop. Like, I swear, I feel like you guys aren't going to believe me. But when I see it, obviously, there's a moment of like excitement. But there's also a moment of like, yeah. don't look because like, yeah, I just want to totally. be me and like be a fucking idiot totally. and not care. But then if I know they're watching. But anyway, they watched the Amelia story that I put up uh, yesterday where I was like literally just talking about it because I feel like people aren't getting what I'm saying. I actually understand. There's a there's a there's a post. uh Disic relationship like je ne sais quoi that pops up when that ends and especially like sophia ended it and amelia ended it so it's like they and amelia's love was like though and courtney oh yeah but like amelia's love has happened like in a matter of days but i you know why i think it is i think it's because i don't think people thought that she would ever do that you know what i mean i don't think people thought that she would ever end like oh she's just like this naive 19 year old girl she doesn't know but then she like ended it and like stuck up for herself and I think that's made a lot of people go like oh like she's got like balls and like you know she's she's with it she's on yeah you know she didn't stick around she switched on yeah exactly and I think that's why a lot of people like 
take her more seriously now and why everyone's like more excited because they're like, oh, wait, like she totally wised up and cut the shit, which is what Sophia did too. And now everyone's like, oh, you know, these girls, like they don't put up with it. I know. What is it? I feel like bad that like I start liking the women after they break up with him. But I mean, even with Sophia, it's like when she was dating him, a lot of people were always like, oh, she looks like a Kardashian. She looks like this. And literally look at her now. She's fucking rosy. Like that's because like, that's what he kind of does. That's what like, he kind of does. And with Amelia as well. But I seeing her now and following her and her bouncing around fashion week, being like flight to London, flight to here. Oh I my know. God, cars with team shows. That's such a model's life. Like, and she was a model before, but she's on a different level now. And if that's what she got out of this shit, their breakup came at a very convenient time for her, like at the start of fashion week, <sighs> where she doesn't look like she's sitting at home moping, like in her sweaters. Like, you oh know, my God, that's like so she's, it came at a time when she's like booked and busy for the next month. Like, fashion month is hectic. I've been in that position before. And you best believe if I ended a relationship like that, I'd be like, on another plane, like with Katie Grant and Anita Bitton, like yeah, two of the biggest yeah. casting directors in fashion, like eating pasta. Well, that's the thing. Didn't she start like Bella and Gigi's kind of like? Well, she had the love. She had the love magazine, and she did. She was the casting director for Mark Jacobs, the stylist for Mark Jacobs, and that was Kendall's first show. That was when I was doing Fashion Week. Was when Kendall did her first show. Stop. So she. She put Kendall in Mark Jacobs and that's when Kendall became like so you guys, a legit high fashion girl. That's that's what I'm saying. It's wild. Yeah. It's, you know, and I don't think she was dating him for that. I think she was in love with him. No. You could tell. But I think yeah. that if that's the perk that like she got more, you know, people were noticing her more. Like every time I open my Instagram, it's like E! News being like Amelia taking over Fashion Week or like Amelia dyed eyebrows. And yeah. I'm like, she yeah. was not. You know, no, it, it came. It, the, the breakup came at a great time when she's booked and busy for fashion week. So she comes off looking like I'm so busy. I'm living life. My, you know, all about career, career, career. And like everyone's like, oh, what's Scott doing? Like at another club opening in like, Vegas. Aw, like, or but then the thing is with Scott is like no matter how much I can, you know, talk about like kind of the negative things that he's done and he'll post like Penelope and be like Penope, you know, date night with yeah. Penope. And like that's, you know, my heart. No, I mean, he's a father first and foremost. Right. Like we can, we can have a back and forth about like the pop culture side of things, but like, these are real people we're talking about. And, like yeah. he's a dad he's and a he, dad. he, and Courtney's a mom and they have to figure it out between them. And like, I take my hat off to them. I know that that's not easy at mm. all, but you know, at the same time, they put themselves out there, like, you know, publicly and they have a persona. And so, you know, there's a, there's like a healthy amount of like debating the pop culture side of things, but also like, you know, he's a dad. Yeah. No, totally. It's speaking of zaddies, which like, I don't know, Scott kind of is. All of us were dying over Jason Sudeikis at the fucking Emmys. By the way, the Emmys were like a vibe this year. Like, I feel like shows have been so kind of boring uh, because you're like, smile. you're like, no, they weren't a vibe, Amanda. No, it was it was I think it was more of a vibe than. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the other thing, by the way, my friend just went to the Met and I don't know if you're supposed to do it to see the exhibit. And because I'm like a fucking loser, I didn't go, even though it's so close to my house. Um, but she took pictures and I'm like, wait, this is what the lexicon of fucking fashion was supposed to be, because none of the celebs got it. Like, if you guys go to the to the exhibit, it's literally like what we thought. It's like America, like there's an old Ralph Lauren sweater from like 1975. Like it's very like supposed to be like old America, like 
And I feel yeah. like who got it? Because like, I feel like. No, I feel like if I hadn't gone to the Met Gala, I would have been in like a Dolly Parton themed sequins full length dress. You know what I mean? With like shoulder pads and a V-neck and like purple and like, you know, Americana, like hair all curled. I would have, you know, I, I would have expected to see more of that, like, you know, country Western vibe. Oh, so maybe J-Lo. So J-Lo, if you're saying country Western a little bit, J-Lo had like the, the Western hat. and She like, had the hat, but I wanted like a little, like, that was cool. I didn't know who got, like. I mean, Billie Eilish wore like the Marilyn Monroe thing. Well, which, that was cool. Yeah. Like, that was like a throwback to like old Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. anything that's like a reference, like those, like. But like your friend Zoe, so cute. So gorgeous, so hot. What, like, do, you know, was it on on the? Yeah. So anyway, if it was so just weird to me that I saw pictures from the exhibit, and I was like, I wonder if they get like a preview so they know. Because if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, got it. I know what to wear. But if you don't see that and you just get the description, I wonder if they get like a book. You know what I mean? Or like, I feel a, like you would get a brief. You would get they a brief. Want people to be on theme, and I feel like the camp theme. Everyone was very yeah. The camp theme. Obviously, worked. it's like their own interpretation of things. But there's been so many themes. Like, what was the one? Was it like 2018 where it was like religion and fashion, and mm. everyone looked amazing. Like Blake Lively had that amazing dress, and um, Kim had the cross dress, and yeah, like, like I feel like they get a reference or a guide, but yeah. it's obviously open to interpretation. You know? Yeah. Well, anyways, so the Emmys looked like a vibe. Everyone was dying over Jason Sudeikis in like a velvet suit and everyone's dying over Ted Lasso. Are you? I just started watching it last night because it won so many Emmys. And it's yeah. like, okay, it's time to watch it. It's like, and it's good. It's good. Do you, where, are you yeah. dying over him too? Do you, do, would you take Jason over Harry? <sighs> Such a loaded question. <laughs> I feel like it depends on where you're at in life. You know, if you want to like settle down, there's a very obvious choice. Yeah. If you want to live life on the road and have like, you know, a sexy rock star boyfriend, there's also a very obvious choice. And I just, I don't know what phase of my life I'm at right now. So that's a very hard choice for me to make. Well, listen, you guys, I know that it's like obvious and, and everyone like knows Harry's the hottest fucking most sexual being. But like, I literally did hear like that being around him is like, he is that like energy. Like he's the guy you break up your family for. You know what I mean? Like he has that. He has that. And there's just like a certain like phase in your life where you want to do that. But I feel like Jason is so like, I don't know. I think I would pick Jason. Yeah. But baby, you're not alone. Like I put up a poll yesterday and it was like, I mean, it was like 75% Jason. Harry is like your fever dream when you're 17 and you like go away for the summer with your parents, you know, like, Jason is like the real deal. And he looked yeah, and good. He, he had like a glow. He, up. he was looking yeah. so good. And we're not. I think I've always thought he was like, I've always had a like, you know, a little thing for Jason Sudeikis. He's very cute and funny. And funny. I funny like makes funny it like literally funny just yeah. elevates it to a whole other level. Yeah. So it hasn't dropped. Like we're recording this now and there's going to be the trailer later today but did you see that netflix announced a britney documentary that's kind of coming out i saw the teaser for it yesterday i'm very 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 excited to watch and hopefully this saga comes to an end yeah i wonder if a i wonder if this is project red that she's been talking about and i wonder like Mm. if she like we want to support her, right? Like not everyone making money on her behalf and exploiting her situation. So Absolutely. I would love to know. First of all, we don't even know. Maybe they interview her. I don't fucking know. 
Like, we don't know. Like, we don't know what's going to be. So I'm very excited. But I also want to make sure that she's okay. What do you think of her boyfriend? Which like I just posted this morning. He's become kind of like silly on Instagram. He posts like funny shit. He's very self-aware, which I feel like you would like because you're very self-aware. Um, you know what I mean? Like he knows his position. Okay, you're making a face. Everyone doesn't say maybe. You're like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like he knows his position. He knows who he's engaged to. He knows what people think. And he's not pretending yeah. that he doesn't know. He's like, I know that you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... Obviously, he's been there for her, and if Brittany's happy, we're all happy. And I like that he was like, yeah, guys, we're going to get a prenup. Like, relax. Like, that kind of, I was like, that's very endearing, and I appreciate that. But as a general rule of thumb, because I've lived in L.A., and I work in TV, I'm just, like, very sus of actors in general. And, like, I just, especially an actor that's trying to make it in L.A., like, again, not saying anything. I don't, I don't like obviously know him personally and, and they've been together for a long time now. So yeah. I'm sure he's very and genuine Madison, and genuinely he's been loves with her. her for so long through like, well, that's the, the shit thing. Part. And she hasn't had any, any freedom or anything like that. So like that speaks like the proof is in the pudding, right? but just, I have my own personal reservations about like just actors in general, just because of the things that I've seen and I've experienced. And the thing is, you probably know so much shit, too, because I'm not an actor. And even I know, you know, things that all of y'all don't know that happen in Hollywood that you're like, no, Hollywood is the fucking worst. Like everyone fucking like it's 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 a scary place to be in a relationship to, you know, it's it's like a wild thing. So I can imagine why you. You know, I'm just again like this isn't a this is not a reflection of him or like how he represents himself. He seems like he's his heart is in the right place and like also who the fuck am I? Like oh well, you know, Brittany or I don't I don't know shit from Clay. You know what I mean? I don't know anything. I just know what's on Instagram. But I, I just in general like me personally as myself, I just have like reservations. Reservations, but not about him, but just about you know just that whole LA actor thing in general. But it's not really anything to do with him or because of anything he's done. That's just from my own experience. I just like keep one eye open. But if she's happy, that's amazing. And how exciting to be engaged. It's the the best time. I love that. I love love. I know. But yeah. And then we're excited. And then she puts a post that it's like, obviously not from now. And then we go down that whole spiral hole again. And it's like, who can keep up? And we all just really hope that she's okay. And then you wonder about him because you're like, wait, but sometimes you know, you're like, where, what, what's the part that you play in all of this? Yeah. He seems like he's an amazing support for her. And I, and I can imagine being in her position for so long and, and, and feeling trapped is a very, a, a very isolated feeling. And so I'm sure, you know, having him there for her is, is the best support she could, she could want, she could need. Because when your own family is like trying to make money off you and keep you trapped in this like fucked up legal loophole so they can keep paying for their lives, like that's, how do you how do you trust anyone? So yeah. the fact they've been together for so long, I'm sure he's an amazing support for them. Yeah. So let's be positive. Let's be optimistic about it. No, I'm very optimistic yeah. about him. I'm like I said, like my reservations don't have anything to do with like anything he said or yeah. done. Um, it's just like my own experience in general. It's hard to like separate from the things that I've seen and and know about that. But there's outliers, you know. Like I don't think I'm a selfish like you know, user, yeah. but I'm an actor that's lived in LA. So again, people could have that 
perception of me from the things that they've been through. Do you like, do you prefer living like in LA, New York, or like where you're at now in Atlanta? LA is fun. I don't, I don't know. I think if I was ever going to live there, I would like have a family and like a house out of the city. You know what I mean? I don't think I would want to live like in LA, LA. I think it would feel too consuming, like living and the industry being there and everything. Like I like to have more balance. So I enjoy living in Atlanta right now and like, coming to New York and things like that. It's like, makes me feel like I'm a person with my own life, my yeah. own things going on. So I don't like get so sucked up and like, Oh, what's this actor doing? And oh, I didn't get that. Audition. Yeah. You know, just yeah. having more balance. Totally. I can so imagine like living there being in that like kind of pressure cooker. So when, yeah. when is dynasty on what days of the week you play Kirby? It's on Fridays. I play Kirby. It's on Fridays, but it's going to drop on Netflix on the 9th of October. So. Oh my God. Then I can finally binge. Yeah. Season four is dropping on the 9th of October on Netflix everywhere in the world. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's coming around very soon. Awesome. But now it's on the yeah. CW every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. This time. Friday, two, two episodes air back to back from eight to 10, two episodes. And then next Friday is the finale on the 1st of October, I think. Yeah. And when do you go back to shooting? Do you know? Well, the stage on the 6th of October, we have to be back in Atlanta, but I don't know if you've seen anything about like the union strike or anything that's going on. Mm-mm. Oh, so there's um, all the film crew have their own union, which is all the people like hair and makeup and literally like everyone that isn't a producer or a director or an actor. And that union, the IATSE, has been negotiating with all the studios because the contract expired and then they've been negotiating and the studios haven't been, you know, coming to the table and meeting what they're asking for. So they might strike. So if they strike uh, and they haven't, like done a strike since world war ii it's been a long time so this is very historic like and the whole industry is like behind the strike so i don't know what's going to happen if we strike we might not be back at work that quickly it might take a couple more weeks but we'll see what happens okay madison well crazy never a dull day in hollywood never a dull day and never a dull day on your instagram or on your tiktok which by the way, I fucking reposted one of your shit with the accountant still in my fucking head. Oh my I loved God. it so much. That that went pretty viral. I, like that made like a lot of people started following me because they know they know from the show. And so it was with my co-star Raphael. And so everyone was like, oh my God, Dynasty. No, it was so cute. I post he, a lot of random it, stuff on my TikTok. So it was it was so good. And I so got it. Even though it, would, it was it started as like a sex worker thing and then it came, became like an actor thing. But I also took it yeah. as like you know, it's just so fucking annoying to try to tell people what you do. So just fucking tell them. Yeah, you're an like Amanda, what do you like? Like, what do I do? Like, I don't fucking in know. An Uber, <laughs> in an Uber, Uber driver's like, hey, so what do you do for work? And you're like, oh, I have a podcast. Like, I run an Instagram. Right, right. Like, I'm, I, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I, I'm I, a and that's, I relate to that so much because my whole life, I've, even when I work not in this, like, I've had odd jobs. Like, and I don't want to tell you my odd yeah. job. It's like random as fuck. Exactly. And I'm doing it to just like make money. So, like, it doesn't define me. Um, Madison, you're amazing. You are gorgeous and you're so fun. And I'm so happy you finally came on. So everybody go follow Madison and (laughs) what? Madison with two D's. Thank you. Of course. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. I'll see you in the DMs. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate 
the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 